Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. Zone. For all of you that had your first date riding around the field in a tractor cab, this is the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our show. I'm Nate Zimdars, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. we got an exciting show ahead for you guys today. First things first, let's touch on the weather real quick. Looks like today there's going to be scattered storms across the state, and we're also looking at lower temperatures than what we've been experiencing over the last couple of weeks. Looks like temperatures are only going to max out in the low 70s today. Of course, we're going to talk with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck, a little bit later in the program, and he'll give us some details on just where and exactly how much we can expect for the rain in the days ahead. And hopefully everybody in every part of the state gets touched by some of that rain. And now that we got some rain coming in the forecast, this is a reminder for everyone to please get on our talk text line and tell us, what is the rainfall where you're at? We were very curious to know and, of course, share that information out with everyone. Coming up later in our program, you're going to be hearing from Pam Yonke. She spoke with Senator Joan Balwig from Marquezan about some of the different developments going on at the state capitol, specifically funding for roads and also funding for the Farm and Industry Short Course Program. So please stay tuned to that. That'll be at the end of our show. And, of course, we have a lot of other great updates that are going to be coming your way. Stay tuned. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. In my experience, walking around Wisconsin Farm Technology Days will have you working up an appetite. And this year, your taste buds have something new to look forward to. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. More than 45,000 people are expected to attend Farm Tech Days happening July 18th through the 20th in Baraboo. And to feed all those people, there will be more than 20 food and beverage trucks, stations, and pop-up tents from across Sauk County. Ralph Pierce with Badger Steam and Gas is working with the food committee for this year's show, and he says this new approach to food is going to make for an overall more enjoyable experience for both show goers and the vendors. A few years ago with our club, we started doing more food trucks. Um, we have found that, and I think that's what's going to happen this year at Farm Technology Day, we found we're offering the, uh, the visitor more selection. You know, they come, they want a hot dog at 11 o'clock, but then it gets to be 2.30 and they get hungry again. They don't want the same hot dog. So we're offering more varieties of, of beef and pork and things like Mexican food and sweets and that kind of stuff so that the consumer, when they're here, the visitor can have a more enjoyable experience. So the food truck deal is working, going to work out better because we can offer more things other than just two or three food tents that offer the same hot dog, sweet corn, and hamburger, which there's nothing the matter with that, and they're great at the events, but the guy that's here, maybe working the booth for three days, gets a little tired of the same bratwurst. Another element then, by moving to the food truck system, 
is you're losing the fundraising aspect of the food stand. Can you speak to that? Well, we found uh, after the pandemic, we had trouble, and that's one of the reasons we went through more of the food trucks. The nonprofits, the church groups, the, the boys and girls club type of things from the schools were having trouble with some of the parents, still didn't want to have the, the contact with the consumer. They also were losing some of their members, so they didn't have enough people to do the job. So, yes, they're losing some of their income that way, and they found some other ways to supplement it, but their biggest problem was is they couldn't do the job any longer. Uh, they didn't have the, the base of help to do the work. We still have some nonprofits. We, we, you know, we say food trucks and that, but they're not all just trucks or trailers. You know, we, have, we have tents and that, and we still have some nonprofits. Um, but we've gotten so that there's not as many nonprofits because they weren't able to do it. We lost that one the first year after the pandemic. We lost five vendors, so we had to supplement them. Well, instead of going out and trying to find and work like crazy on nonprofits that you contact and we don't have enough people, we don't have enough the interest, uh, we started using the independent operators. And that's worked out very well. The consumer likes it. Uh, we make money for our, our show because it costs us a lot of money to operate this larger grounds. So overall, it's a win-win. How many people do you anticipate coming through the food areas? Well, they're talking about at least 30,000 people, 10,000 people a day. It's a little more than what we normally have. For us, we do about 16 or 18,000 people. So the uh, food uh, vendors that they have should be able to handle the, the, the crowd. And um, that's the other thing we want to have enough so everybody is happy, but you have to have enough vendors and openings to, to take care of the crowd. Somebody doesn't want to stand in line 40 minutes waiting for a hot dog. <laughs> so that's the other reason for food trucks. Now, another thing too, a food truck, that's kind of trendy. So are you expecting to draw in maybe different audiences by having more uh, food varieties? I don't know if it's going to be different audiences. I think we're just going to please the audience we have more because we're giving them more opportunity and more things. I've been in the food business basically all my life from supper clubs to grocery stores to working for the university. I was operated the uh, training table for the UW football team for four years. So I look at it as making sure the customer has the opportunity to get what they want and what they need. So that's what we're trying to do is give them all kinds of opportunities, all kinds of variety to keep them happy and so when they leave here they, they had a good day. Any unique setups that you had to do to accommodate food trucks? Any infrastructure that needs to go in or generators that need to be supplied? Anything like that? Well we're supplying some electricity that's the toughest thing out here and water supplies but we have built that into our system somewhat. We can handle quite a bit but there's areas where because of the setup they're having generators and they're told if they need to bring their own generators and um, for our show, we bring in ice and freezers and that kind of stuff, too. This show's a little bit different. But um, we try to work with the vendors to make sure they get what they need to do their job. Now, is this the largest crowd that Badger Steam and Gas will have on grounds? I'm sure it is. Like I said, they, they're expecting over 30,000 in three days, and we normally do about 16 or so. Not that the grounds can't handle it, but it's a different offering, so... We are actually, the Badger Steam and Gas Engine show in August is, uh, is one of the larger shows in the country, actually. But um, this is a, a, to a bigger, wider audience, and so there's going to be more people. But we've, got, we've talked to the, um, uh, the local 
traffic people and uh, security and everything else. So everything's in place to take care of this group of people. You're going to have to clean up this show and turn around and get ready for your next show in about oh, less than a month. A month. It's, a, <laughs> it's a month, and uh, there won't be a problem because, like I say, we have the porta potty situation taken care of. We have the recycling taken care of. We're mowing now. We'll mow again and, and mark it out. And our membership is, is large. Um, not as many as the workers, but we have a good worker base to take over. So some of the work will actually be done because we've pre-mowed for this situation. So, um, And some of the food vendors that are going to be here for Farm Technology are also the vendors for our show. One of these vendors is Lunchbox Express. This food truck is one of more than 20 food vendors at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Becky Meyer is one of the owners, and she says the upcoming show will be the largest event they've served. She tells me how they're preparing for all those hungry people. Our business started in 2019. We originally just kind of was going to do it as a side thing. We all still work full time. So we just do a lot of events now. We'll be here for Badger's Team and Gas show. We do concerts in the park in Reedsburg and just a lot of events. I've heard now that Farm Tech Days is like 45 to 50,000 people. So there's going to be a lot of other food vendors here as well. So, but we've, we've heard that over the three days, that's how many people will come through Farm Tech Days. Tell me about what's going to be on the menu for Lunchbox Express. We are doing our five main sandwiches. We will have our smoked pork, which is our signature item. And then we have our cheeseburgers and brats. Our brat is a four year national award-winning brat. It has won national awards and Polish sausages and hot dogs. Just a sample of what you'll be able to find at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Tell me about the quantity that you expect uh, for brats, for example, to have to ship out your window here. We're planning on having about 2,000 brats, um, probably 2,000 Polish sausage and probably 4,000 hot dogs. For burgers, I think we're going to plan on close to a thousand of those as well. And smoked pork will probably have enough to feed 2,000 people. How do you staff up for this kind of event? Previous farm tech days, I mean, usually there's tons of volunteers in the food tent helping out. But in the food truck, the space is a little more limited. So how, how are you staffed up? There's going to be six of us. Two people are going to be cooking, two people serving, and two people helping the customers get their sodas and their chips and and handing out the food and collecting their their fees. Why do this? Why did they choose you and why did you say yes? Just because it's a good opportunity. We're close, we're local, we are from Reedsburg and we really enjoy doing this kind of thing. That was Becky Meyer with Lunchbox Express, one of the more than 20 food vendors that will be a part of Wisconsin Farm Technology Day's food truck extravaganza. The show is happening July 18th through the 20th at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club grounds in Baraboo. And as we heard from club member Ralph Pierce, the variety of food options is meant to make for a more enjoyable experience for showgoers. It's also meant to cut down on the time you spend waiting in line. You can find a full list of the food vendors at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I think the collaboration that we see between Wisconsin Farm Bureau and these other commodity groups gives us a cohesive message, a singular stance in agriculture that offers credibility. It gives us a cohesive message and support for all of our agricultural organizations. WFBF.com. It's easy to join. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture.
When you walk into Blaine's Farm and Fleet, you'll find friendly, helpful service, great prices, and brand name products like Neutrina Feed. Right now, when you buy three bags of select Neutrina Feed, get one free. Keep your barn cool this summer with a 42-inch half-horsepower two-speed portable barrel fan on sale $379.99. And stock up on Tribute Feed. Right now, select bags are a dollar off. Ergonomic office chairs that fit different employee body shapes and sizes is smart business. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. The proper fit reduces stress and pain, keeping your workforce at the office and productive. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. That's simply smart business. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. Staying connected with Wisconsin agriculture from your phone is now easier than ever with the Farm App. It's your source for the latest news, weather, and up-to-date markets. Catch up on our daily podcast and join the conversation on the topics that are directly impacting you. You can download the Farm App in Apple iTunes or Google Play stores by searching 97.7 FM The Farm, or you can visit MidwestFarmReport.com. If your conversations always start with the weather, welcome to the Midwest Farm Report. It's time now for your Compure Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. And Stu, I just took a look outside here at the studio. Looks a little cloudy. We don't have any rain yet. I know we got a little bit overnight here in the Madison area. Tell us what's the rest of the day look like. Well, that chance is going to be there, Nate, and I know we're all hoping for it. We're all looking forward to what could be a nice, good, soaking rain. At least that would be ideal. We just haven't seen much of that to speak of. I'm looking around here from rainfall reports. It looks like Washington County over in southeast Wisconsin, West Bend and Jackson, both reporting about three hundredths of an inch and not much more than that to talk about anywhere in the state. Let's hope that changes. There is still a front off to our south. It extends from Nebraska to southern Iowa, Illinois and Indiana. And along that boundary, low pressure is going to strengthen a bit today. There are some showers. Most of it's off to our west. The far northwest Wisconsin, northern Minnesota, southeast Minnesota, northwest parts of Iowa, that will have a chance to translate east today. And what we expect with that front just to our south, trying to rise north as a warm front and the approach of the low from the west, there could be a scattered shower this morning. Maybe a little more likelihood toward midday or in the afternoon. Now, especially in southern Wisconsin, I'm looking toward Madison and maybe Beaver Dam picking up a little more rain, maybe even close to a half inch if we're lucky. But further north, the La Crosse, Mauston, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh line, well, we may only talk about a tenth or a quarter of an inch. But the rain chance develops here as we head on toward midday or into the afternoon, may linger into the night. Temperatures much cooler today as some clouds are expected to build in. That doesn't sound all bad, but that system, that frontal boundary remains to the south and another low will edge in. A slight rain chance late Thursday and Thursday night, I think Friday, as we head toward midday or afternoon or into Friday night, could be another round where there could be another quarter inch or so of rain. Probably not amounting to a great deal, but at least another chance of rain as we head toward the end of the week. Those temperatures continue to moderate back up toward normal and above by Friday and Saturday. 
maybe just a degree or two cooler Sunday. The weekend, some slight rain chances later Sunday or on toward Monday. I don't expect we have a major storm trying to take aim on us. I don't have that flooding rain possibility out there or anything like that. But at least a couple of chances of showers. Like I've said, though, the majority of rain or the, the more likelihood the area where there could be good measurable rains, more than a tenth of an inch or two, will be in the far southern part of the state and maybe even then being specific towards southwest Wisconsin and northeast Iowa. But I guess we'll take what we get. Let's hope we all get a little rain out of this as it develops and begins to move on in. Uh, the fact the temperatures remain, you know, a couple of degrees cooler today sounds like a nice little break. Certainly going to take some stress off us, our livestock and our crops, giving us a little break. And then it starts to warm up again, back to normal at above, heading right on toward the end of the week. And that chance of a little rainfall trying to build in again to wrap up the week as well. I'll time out all these forecast details for you and talk about rainfall amounts right after this. Are you heading on a road trip this summer? Or maybe you're looking for ideas where to go in our great state. Visit RuralMutual.com to download a summer road trip bingo game. Snap photos along the way and be entered to win a quick trip gift card. Visit RuralMutual.com for more details. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. It's full steam ahead for this year's Wisconsin Farm Technology Days at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Showgrounds in Baraboo. This year's event features over 100 things to do on the grounds, plus several farm tours and more than 500 exhibitors. There's a taste of Wisconsin food showcase, new innovations, music and comedy, horse demonstrations, and of course, ag ventures for kids of all ages. Mark your calendars July 18th through the 20th. Bring the whole family. For more, go to wifarmtechdays.com. And we're back with our Compure Financial Egg weather update with Stu Muck. Before we dive into more of that detailed forecast, Stu, I just want to go back to our talk text line. We did get an update from Dan, who's straddling the Illinois-Wisconsin border, and this was yesterday. He said he got a tenth of an inch. So here's hoping over the next couple of days that we can get more people who are on our talk text app because hopefully more people are getting more rain. What do you say? That would be a great thing to hear about. Uh, let's talk about it, Nate. That Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast does call for skies that will become more cloudy today. There's a very slight chance of a shower or a storm yet this morning. A little more likelihood midday and into the afternoon, especially in southern Wisconsin. Keep your fingers crossed if you're a little on the northern edge of that. And that chance of rain around with some amounts that could be in that tenth to near quarter inch from La Crosse to Fond du Lac and north. Maybe up to a half inch at Beaver Dam, a half inch or more at Madison, a little luckier in the south. We talk about some low and mid-70s for highs today. Southeast winds at 5 to 10. Still a chance of an evening shower or storm, mostly cloudy overnight. Low 60s and winds becoming west at 5. Partly sunny on Thursday. A small chance of a shower in the afternoon. Low 80s back to normal. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. And Friday, partly sunny, scattered showers could be a thunderstorm or two, especially as we look toward midday and afternoon then. In the mid or upper 80s, back to the above normal levels, the southwest wind at 5 to 15. I'd expect those mid or upper 80s with some sunshine for Saturday night, but let's hope there's a couple of rounds of rain before the weekend. That's absolutely right, Stu. And is it too soon to start thinking about the weekend? 
I don't think so. It looks like sunny and warm on Saturday and just a slight rain chance a little later Sunday. Not a bad way to wrap up the weekend. Hopefully plans are well underway before anything might happen. Well, my twin brother's getting married on Saturday, and I know they say rain's good luck, but the reception's going to be outdoors, so they're probably hoping that that rain doesn't come. I think you're going to be all right. The way it looks right now, you should be in good shape. All right. Wonderful, Stu. Thanks once again for that egg weather update, and hopefully everybody here in the state gets rain at some point over the next couple of days. I find that forecast very reassuring. That's your Compere Financial egg weather update. And remember, Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. You can visit Compere.com. Stay dry, everybody. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Look around your office. Are you surrounded by a dark, dingy workplace? This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. Shop our full selection of good-looking and ergonomic office furniture that's easy on the eyes and your back. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. Increase morale and dump the dingy. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, GoodmansJewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. They don't want you to be concerned about medical bills. That's why they offer one of the best benefits and insurance packages around. They take care of the community by providing temporary energy for local festivals and fairs. A good sign they'll also take care of you. If you're an experienced electrician that takes pride in your work and wants to join a rising reliable company with a premier benefits package, 
Apply online at everreadyelectric.net. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, (laughs) our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Huge amounts of time sitting incorrectly in the office can easily give that slouch an ouch. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. Help your back pain, neck pain, and eye strain with adjustable desks, chairs, or dual arm monitor mounts from Office Furniture Warehouse. Name brand Office Furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. For healthy choices without the ouch, visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, Tom'sAutoCenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Vlad Jr. getting it done. Oh, by the way, Madison Mallard fans, uh, Pete Alonzo, for every home run that he hit last night, it would be 25 cents off all grandstand tickets for Sunday, July 16th uh, versus Traverse City. So what happened with Pete Alonzo? He ended up saving you guys, God, what was it, $5.25, 21 home runs. That's what Pete Alonzo saved you. It could have been a lot more rowdy if his bullpen pitcher didn't completely suck. Yeah, his, his BP pitcher was uh, not great. Uh, I believe his last name was Meyer Myers. Bullpen batting practice, yeah. He, um, he uh, was definitely painting the outside corner quite a bit, and when you're looking at your guy having to take it to the opposite field in a home run pole fest, that is an ideal. Yeah, the, his first BP pitcher, it was his former travel league coach. They practiced so much that he injured his forearm and could not do what he was training to do. And that was his batting practice pitcher. I just would love to know. Uh, uh, Kinger asked if he needed Tommy John surgery because of it. I don't know about that. It was a forearm injury, so I don't think so. All right, and what, then, what forearm injury was more real? Pete Alonzo's all-time BP pitcher or Rowdy Telez's current forearm injury that has him on the IL? God. (laughs) Which one's more real? One is keeping a guy out of the big leagues. Two, the other one was that's his moment. The BP pitcher's yeah. moment was the home run derby. This is what you trained for. Yeah, this this is literally this is what they went through all those cage sessions for. He pitched so much for this moment that he hurt his forearm. Forearms, I, I fully what believe you... it is more plausible and more likely that um, 
100% that this BP pitcher was suffering and ailing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More than Rowdy Telez. Well, he's like, all right, Pete Alonso's won this thing two other times. The purse was, what, a million dollars, right, Rowdy? million dollars for the winner, I believe. The entire purse for all participants was $2.5 million. Well, didn't when Pete Alonso first win it, he was making more money um he winning, made more, more winning, winning the winning Derby than, than what his actual contract, because I believe he was making like roughly league minimum, yeah. which was, uh, we'll just say for t- these purposes, not knowing the exact number, <laughs> roughly $750,000. <laughs> but yeah, then he cleared over a million yeah. with his win. So so Pete Alonzo's uh, BP pitchers were like, man, all right, we got to do this thing, Pete. We got to win it for a third time. I'm getting a cut of this. Like it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> let's let's keep practicing. Let's keep practicing. And you know that if there's a sure million dollars on the line, if you're the BB, BP pitcher that just puts it right in the sweet spot, right in that money spot, you got to get a little bit of taste of the. You winnings. have to. You have to. What do you? I would love to hear that conversation. Hey Pete, I got some. I, got some I think it news. should be like a golfer and uh, you know his caddy. Uh, I think the average standard caddy on the PGA Tour makes about eight <laughs> percent. Yeah. I th- I, dude, I'd take 8% of that million dollars. Sure. And then I would love to hear the phone call when he his, his travel, his former travel league coach calls Pete up. He's like, I can't do it. Can't. I mean, you I'll think hurt about my that? forearm. Eight, eight so what do you mean? You're just BP what pitching. You, what are you talking about? 8% on your 1 million, like that's $80,000. Yeah, I'd take that right, right now. Hey, all you have to do is be good enough to become his BP pitcher and be great for one night. I would love, yeah, for one night. One night. Rowdy, how fast do you think those BP pitchers are throwing? Faster than you think, but not very fast. What do you, what do you, what do you think topping out? Uh, probably, I would say the ideal BP pitcher is probably around 55 to 60 miles an hour. How do you hurt your forearm when you're a travel league baseball coach? You throw coach? thousands of them. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how, many, how much you're, BP pitch does Pete Alonso need? You're probably middle-aged. You already have some bumps and bruises just getting out of bed in the morning. And you have thrown thousands and thousands and thousands of the 55 to 60 mile an hour BP pitches. Because you also have to remember, they stand a lot closer. Yeah. Then obviously sixty feet six inches. So from release of their hand for how far away they are from the batter, I would say probably we, we could look this up. I would say around sixty miles an hour is probably your sweet spot for just a quick little flick of a wrist BP pitching. I feel like once you got it down, you got it down. And Pete Alonso, he led the Northwoods League in home runs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he led uh, his his college in home runs. I'm sure he led his high school in home runs. He won the freaking home run derby two times. How much practice does this guy need? You asked yeah. you yourself. I feel, yeah, I feel like you forced your guy into uh, early retirement. <laughs> and you missed him out on a cut of a million dollars. But Vlad Jr. Uh, getting it done, the first father-son duo to do so, as Sr. also won it 16 years ago. If you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. It's a Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group. You know how to find them, don't you? S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com online, or you can pick up the phone and give them a call. 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group is along with us. I guess I should also tell them that they can catch up with your crew 
uh, next week during Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Steph's group is going to be there. You've got a couple different staff that are going to be floating through Tent City, huh? Yeah, we do. And, you know, it's an always a fun time out there. And, you know, now that we're through the 4th of July holiday, the phones are ringing back hot and heavy again. And so it's going to be a busy rest of the summer. What are they going to be featuring specifically at Farm Technology Days, uh, uh, Ashley, that we might want to direct people to swing by for? Yeah, so we're going to do a Wisconsin equipment auction uh, specific just for the state. Uh, We've got a lot of equipment actually uh, probably close to a million dollars in equipment already consigned to it. So we'll be talking to farmers out there, construction guys. The auction is actually going to take place uh, uh, close, more close to fall. August 24th will be the end date. So basically, the month of July, we're going to be talking and featuring and, and consigning to the sale. Excellent. So if you're uh, interested in learning more about that consignment possibility, not just for Wisconsin, but anytime. Uh, where are they going to be located? Any wild idea right now, Ashley, or should I wait until I get there and direct them to a certain area of Tent City? Yeah, I'm not, I couldn't even, <laughs> I haven't looked at the tickets yet, put it that way, but uh, you seem to always find it when we get there, don't yeah, we? That's true, that's true, yes. Normally they're in an agribusiness, one of the agribusiness tents, folks, but uh, just listen up and we'll make sure we tell you where exactly you can go to find the Steffes Group next week at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. That's not the only item that's uh, keeping you busy, Ashley. I see you have published the top 10 items that sold during the month of June. Man, oh, man, I don't care what people say about interest rates or anything like that. Your uh, your sales rounds just keep getting stronger. Yeah, um, the need for just clean farm retirement quality equipment is just, it's just so strong, it's not going anywhere, and it hasn't so far. So, you know, we, it, it's always interesting. We had so many auctions in June, and now you go back and you publish kind of the top ten, uh, take a look at that, and, and it's it's very interesting just to look back and say, oh, I kind of forgot about that. It's been a couple of weeks already. But, you know, anything from uh, Peterbilt semis that are still bringing a premium, of course, the older ones with no emissions to – the 30 series John Deere's we even put one of the cars in there from the collection we talked about before and and some of the four-wheel drives that are on there so really interesting to look at kind of gives you a you know a real snapshot of different things and how they're selling excellent Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes group remind you again if you want to see how those items sold in the month of June it's all available right online steffesgroup.com s-t-e-f-f-e-s group com or give them a call and they'll make sure you're getting connected 800-726-8609 and it's not too it's not too early to start thinking about getting your items uh connected with the Steffes group because you're starting to put your next catalog together aren't you yeah we are so there's going to be a catalog that comes out uh, i believe it's the second week of august of course there'll be another big one with close to 100 auctions in there again and and it just the the machine just keeps continuing on with auctions and you know, it's really an opportunity for people to buy stuff that aren't necessarily on dealer lots. Exactly, exactly. And I'll tell you what, 
Uh, we know that there's a sweet spot here, folks. Pretty quick, everybody's going to start pivoting towards uh, wheat harvest, and then before you know it, it'll be corn silage, and then the full harvest on. So now is a good time to start taking a look at what's available, uh, where is it selling, how is it selling, because the Steffes Group a- offers so many different platforms to allow you to connect with that buyer that's looking for just what you have. And as he said, don't forget, if you've got a piece of equipment that Wisconsin-specific consignment auction coming up later this summer, but you can talk to the folks at the Steffes Group next week during Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, July 18th through the 20th. That's happening at the Badgers Team Gas Engine Club Grounds. I'll be there broadcasting with the Steffes Group, and we'll let you know exactly where they are in Tent City. Again, Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. Find more at the steffesgroup.com website, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com, or call them 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn with the Steffes Group. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, agriculture is in our nature. It's where our research feeds our families, as well as our economy. Where we're not just growing our food, we're growing our futures. Where world-class education and innovation begin. Because you can't stop a badger. So I'm sitting in my truck at Bavaria Sausage. You know where they're at. Corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg, or open online 24-7, BavariaSausage.com. And don't forget about their Facebook page. I see two shoppers come out of the store, immediately open their bag, and start nibbling on Lanyagers. Yeah, it's one of the most popular snacks that Bavaria Sausage sells. Made right there. A great source of protein. They're delicious, and they're healthy. I was talking with Judy about it. She said one of the reasons why their Lanyagers are so popular, they don't add water. So they travel super well. Heading out on a road trip with the family? Take along a handful of Lanyagers. Going for a hike or a bike ride? Lanyagers in that backpack. Maybe you're involved with sports or have kids involved in sports. You know they're going to need a snack. Why not give them something delicious, healthy, and a great source of protein? Bavaria Sausage. Lanyagers. Find it online, BavariaSausage.com. Time now to talk about our markets. The latest crop progress and condition report from the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Survey came out, and here's a couple of the highlights. Corn condition was at 45% good to excellent, which is up 1% from last week. The soybean condition is rated 42% good to excellent, which is up 2% from last week. The winter wheat coloring was at 82% which is two days ahead of last year and three days ahead of the average. Winter wheat condition was rated 58% good to excellent statewide, down 1% from last week. Here's a clip from Dr. Sean Conley with the UW Extension where he talks more about the wheat condition. Another good thing about being in this dry weather is we don't have a lot of fusarium head scab out there, so we'll have a really high test weight for the most part, I believe. We should have really good quality. We did get a little bit of rain, but the winter wheat crop is not as far ahead as you know you would think in a drought, uh, but actually we're right about where we should be. We might actually be a little bit behind. So this, uh, these weather patterns that we just saw, we're not really going to see an influence on test weight or anything like that. So we'll have really good high test weight, should have really low dockage, um, um, really high thousand kernel weight. So I think that wheat crop will be really good, high quality. So farmers should get very little dockage in this 2023 uh, wheat crop. Here's a look at your Wednesday market numbers. Cash corn is trading at 496, up one and a half cents. December 2023 corn is trading at 502 and a half, up a cent. 
Cash soybeans is trading at 14.82, up 10 and a half cents. November 2023 beans is trading at 13.70 and a quarter, up 10 cents. September 2023 wheat is trading at 6.54 and a quarter, down six and a quarter cents. August class three milk contract is trading at 12.53 a hundred weight, up 34 cents. And September milk is trading at 16.28, up 27 cents. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. They don't want you to be concerned about medical bills. That's why they offer one of the best benefits and insurance packages around. They take care of the community by providing temporary energy for local festivals and fairs. A good sign they'll also take care of you. If you're an experienced electrician that takes pride in your work and wants to join a rising reliable company with a premier benefits package, apply online at everreadyelectric.net. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Here, money grows in rows. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Glad to be joined by Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig, who is uh, fresh off a lot of work down at the state capitol. We all know that the budget has been signed into effect. What you may not know, though, are some of the vetoes that have uh, taken place that could impact your community. Joan, these are items that I didn't, uh, wasn't aware of, didn't pay attention to, and that's what happens so often when the budget uh, is finished. It's a big piece of work. Tell me what you're keeping your eye on as far as veto items. Right. So uh, we've all heard about the tax cuts. We've all heard about the, uh, the, the veto regarding um, regarding uh, school funding, but what has not been publicized, especially because it affects our towns, our small communities, is a change that the governor made in uh, what's called general transportation assistance. And this is the money that comes to your local rural community to help pay for, pave the roads, you know, redo things, the um, drainage ditches, all those kinds of things, cuts the weeds. The governor cut a good chunk of money out of that particular part of the funding. And in his veto message, he's 
saying that, well, those uh, municipalities got a lot of money in shared revenue, so they don't need so much in transportation aid. So it's something that hasn't been talked about. Um, I was at uh, Marquette County Fair last week, and one of the um, one of the fellows that I know in the Farm Bureau was talking about this, who happens to be a, a town chair as well as on the county board. So something that hasn't been talked a lot, but um, I don't know. This is, um, uh, you know, towns thought that they were finally going to get their heads above water with the uh, shared revenue funding, and now they get their feet cut out from under them with um, the not getting the same kind of increases in general transportation aids, which is um, which is a real shame. Is that ag road improvement uh, portion of the state budget also another reason why the governor felt this was merited? Um, that he didn't mention in his uh, in his veto message that I saw, but clearly um, this uh, the ag road improvement program is not something that's going to be eligible for everybody. It's it's seen as the the last mile or connecting to a, a main road, um, and it has to do with um, you know you can't post the road anymore once you have. Um, um, put this um, uh, put this extra money in for rebuilding your road, and it has to be a road that you previously had posted. So um, it it's not for everybody, and it certainly is not going to is not going to fill the bill. This 150 million dollars that was in the the egg road improvement program is terrific, but if you take half of that away about half of that away with um, this uh, reduction in uh, general transportation aids that everybody gets in uh, in our rural areas, towns and small villages. Um, it just, it, another thing that just doesn't seem fair. Boy, that's right. Senator Joan Balwig along with us, of course, from Marcus Ann. She is the chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee. Let's keep talking a little bit about uh, some of the elements that might not be in a lot of public conversation. Joan, everybody was talking about the divisiveness in the state budget discussions on funding the UW system. Uh, While there may be arguments merited on both sides, we still have to keep an eye on the ball and programs that are at risk. You're particularly watching what's going on at UW-River Falls with the movement of the Farm and Industry Short Course. Tell me what's up. Right. So the argument was for the operational funding for UW, but there are many pieces at UW that we do funding individually, like the uh, um, UW Hygiene Lab. And we put some money into that in our in our final budget, um, the WIST program up at Stevens Point, uh, many things. But the one thing that we've been talking about, very supportive by the agricultural community, and I worked on highlighting the problem with University of Wisconsin-Madison, um, um, essentially ending the uh, farm and industry cor- short course. UW-River Falls stepped up and put together a great plan of how they were going to uh, uh, reinstitute that program with some cooperation from Madison and Platteville. You've, you've talked to that dean on your program, but that was something that did not get funded with the budget. So um, I, along with uh, Senator Staffholt and in the assembly, Representative um, um, Petrick and Zerman and uh, Kurtz 
We had introduced yesterday for co-sponsorship a standalone bill that um, should it pass, we are asking to restore that funding that they requested that we were going to get put in the budget for them. It's not a, it's not a ton of money um, by any means, but it is what they're asking for to be able to get the program going and keep it going at least in the first two years. So that is out right now. So folks that are interested, this is this was high on um, uh, agricultural interest, Farm Bureau interest, that we get this we get this done. And so um, uh, it's something you could call your legislator about and and tell them let's uh, let's sign on to this bill and encourage it to get through the legislature. Curious about timing, Joan. I mean, you guys have done so much heavy lifting getting the state budget uh, acted on and to the governor's desk in a timely fashion. What about these standalone bills like that? What is the time frame? What uh, what are you expecting as far as work to be done this summer into the fall? So we are going to have a, a couple of, of uh, committee meetings in the Senate Ag Tourism Committee. We've got one scheduled uh, in two weeks to try to do some of the bills that are that are in the docket, uh, try to get through the appointments that are there. So my goal is to um, have some committee meetings, get some things through to the legislature so when we go to the floor in September, uh, they are ready to go. So that's my goal. And um, uh, hopefully working with um, uh, the uh, egg chair in the assembly, which is uh, uh, Representative Travis Trannell, um, we can try to get a few of these things done Get them, get it through in the fall, and hopefully the uh, the governor will sign that uh, sign that into law. But that's all still to be seen. But this is the first step in trying to restore what we think is a reasonable ask by UW River Falls to support the um, the farm and industry short course. Do you have any concerns, Joan, about this whole funding issue for the UW system? I mean, I'm appreciative that the farm and industry short course where River Falls is stepping up, getting specific attention. But do you have any other overall concerns about the funding on the the university side of things and where it stands today? Well, the $32 million is actually in on hold with the Joint Finance Committee. And what the legislature is asking UW to do is show us how that money could be used for uh, workforce issues, whether it's uh, nursing, whether it's engineers, whether it's teachers. And clearly this uh, um, short course could be seen as, um, uh, as part of that. But the reason that uh, I and um, uh, fellow legislators are saying let's not wait for that grand plan to, to come through um, we know that this is a, a workforce issue. This is something that's going to uh, help support mm-hmm. our um, uh, folks that are interested in farming and emerging, going to be the next leaders uh, in the agricultural community. So we already know. We don't have to prove it. So let's just help River Falls restore this program that's been around for 132 years. Excellent. Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig joining us this morning from Marcus and, of course, chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee. Like she mentioned, that bill that they're working on right now to uh, restore funding for the Farm and Industry Short Course Program. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food 
at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.